0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Interrobang's Red Couch Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Kohler, and on this week's episode, I am pleasantly joined by my friend and colleague and a reporter and writer for the FSU's Interrobang newspaper, Mia Rosa-Wayne.
1: Thanks for having me today, Justin.
0: Real pleasure to have ya. So to kinda just jump right into it, by the time this episode rolls out, we will have been uh, had our our finance issue on shelves for about a week now. Can you just lightly go over some of the stories that you covered throughout that issue?
1: So my main story that I covered, I discussed with a Fanshawe student, her name's Nicole Steinoff. She's in public's rela- public relations program here at the school. And she discussed how budgeting is like a big thing in school and my topic that it was um student has struggles affording necessities while in college especially with the prices of everything and how the economy is today and that was my big story that i did
0: and i know anything around finance and money and spending is not only big for just kind of regular canadians and londoners students in particular, 100%.
1: A 100% it is.
0: And so how was it being a student and actually talking with her about some issues that actually could kind of affect and implicate you as well?
1: So being a student, interviewing a student, there was a lot of connections and it was like, I can totally relate to what you're saying because it was like the same issues that I had, like wanting to go out with friends and like going out for dinner and, you know, like going shopping, like typical college student stuff and it was like yeah it's it's to the point where it's like I should probably cut back on that stuff and focus especially with like rent and groceries and gas and car payments it was like it was a main thing that we discussed
0: and so what was your particular kind of favorite takeaway from all the conversations and even just from writing the article itself
1: honestly like putting it all together and like being able to like relate to someone and like putting like my same feedback in within as well
0: Nice, 100%. And so, with us kind of, this episode coming out, kind of in between issues, our next one coming up is going to be our arts and music issue. Uh, What stories are you covering for that one?
1: So, I already did a partial interview with Jane Roy. She's co-founder of the London Food Bank. And so, as being co-founder, she's taken up the activity of painting in her garage. Her husband set up their entire garage for her just for artwork and stuff. They don't even park their cars in there anymore. They, it's just a total artwork area. And so she uses it as a form, as a mental health coping mechanism because being a co-founder in her like, in her like area, she she finds it a lot of things to be stressful and like she comes home and that's all she wants to do. It's like, this is my way of getting away from reality. So that's gonna be like my main takeaway.
0: Nice. Man, you've covered finance and mental health, two pretty big issues, especially for students in general. Uh, (laughs) So I guess kind of same question as the other one. What was your kind of favorite takeaway from so far, I guess, the interview and you're still coming up with and writing the article. But what was your favorite personal takeaway from that interview with them?
1: I think getting like her personal story, because another thing she said to me was she uses it as a way to like grieve like the past of like, like passing of a loved one and when she there's someone that she knows that has lost a loved one she takes that mesmerizes it in her head and she creates like a piece of artwork and she gives it to them like no cost at all but she does have a bunch of artwork pieces at the westland gallery that go up
0: and art is just nice, in general. I like going to, like, art exhibitions and all that. So
1: <laughs> There's some pretty cool things. There's some pretty cool things you could see.
0: <laughs> and so, with the Interrobang, you have been kind of part of our, our newest batch of, of writers and reporters that have come on. How has it been kind of transitioning over to more article-based writing and journalism?
1: I love it. Honestly, it's a great experience. And it's not like I know anyone, because I know, like, at least 70% of all of you guys. So, it's not like stressful or like anxious going in there especially when i know everyone it's like this is a breeze like i i love it it's great it's great (laughs) which
0: is great to hear not to pat my own self on the back i guess throughout that uh and so in in doing a lot more writing what's been your favorite part so far about being with the Interabang and the team and going out working on these articles so far
1: i think all the positivities that come out of it because there's nothing ever Negative I find that comes out even if there's like a mistake or something that goes wrong with an article Everyone's so easygoing and like supportive and whatnot. So I would say that's like the number one thing
0: Which is awesome to hear. I know I know we've uh, we had a few episodes Especially our kind of like uh, year-end or end of kind of semester podcast episodes that we've done over the past couple years and I think the most prevalent Thing that has been said is just how nice the team is and how supportive everybody is so incredibly reassuring hearing that which is spectacular yeah a hundred percent it makes it just so easy to kind of transition in and to just like you mentioned kind of feel comfortable you you kind of write differently when you're not trying to impress on the first go and you're just trying to actually just write for the sake of getting a story done so and so we kinda glanced over it, but uh, you, we haven't actually learned too too much about you personally. Can you just give me a quick little almost like 30-second brief description about yourself?
1: Okay. Hopefully this takes 30 seconds. <laughs> so I'm a reporter. I have a found love for sports and writing, and I've always loved writing since I was a younger girl. So when I came into this program, I was like this, this is like where, where I see myself. I know last year I had a bit of an issue where I left and I was like, oh, dang, I don't know if this is what I want to do anymore. And then I just, I looked back and I kept following like all the sports as I want to be a sports journalist and reporter. And I was like, I need to go back. And honestly, like if I were to talk about something about myself, that would probably be the first thing I tell people because I just have such a found love and passion for it all.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Well, and I feel like, especially, because uh, for those who don't know, we're in the broadcast journalism program together right now. I feel like half of our team are sports nuts, yes. and uh, <laughs> uh, we always devolve into sports, just debates and questions and bashing each other on a consistent
1: sports talk, sports debate, sports arguments. You name it.
0: <laughs> uh, and so with you having a, a bit of a, 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 a rooted history in sports, uh, what are some of your personal favorite ones to, to watch?
1: Favorites? Number one, Formula One. And soccer. and eh, baseball. Here and there. Hit or miss. But those are my top three, I would say. Yeah. Happy
0: that baseball was in there. Uh, I'm definitely more rooted in baseball for sure. Uh, but I've been trying to get more into, into soccer. Yeah premier league uh, but f1 I'm only l- have lightly been introduced to so how did you actually get into f1 in the first place
1: so I come from a family where cars and racing is like our characteristic in our family I grew up around cars I grew up around racing I grew up around going to racetracks and watching my uncles race their project cars and their bikes and only not a lot of people know this, but only this year at the beginning of the year was when I really got into Formula One. I will be honest. I saw a clip and I was like, wow, I'm going to start watching this. It just seems so cool. And like ever since, like there is never a Sunday where I miss a race. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) Deep rooted. Yeah.
0: And so with you only kind of really being into the the F1 mindset for about a, a year now, what's been your favorite part about the sport just to watch?
1: Honestly, I would say like the fan base, how in like in depth and how passionate the fans are and like hearing like the racers interviews and like what they have to say, like whether it's disadvantages or advantages about being on a team or what's going on with their car. I would say like that's something I really like enjoy watching and like the pre-race and the post-race celebrations definitely catches my eye.
0: It's been really cool getting into, because I've i just naturally been into more things like American football and basketball and bi- and baseball. It's so cool starting to get into and learn more about more internationally known sports. Uh, so things like the Premier League, things like F1, and just the differences in how fan bases just are kind of built, comparing to just North American teams to international teams. So it's it's just been very cool seeing just how quick F1 has been really rolling into the cultural senior.
1: I also think like with talking to you guys like with our program and like some friends even like when they asked me like oh what's your favorite sport to watch and I'm like Formula 1 and they're like what? Really? And I'm like yeah. Like and like I feel like not a lot of people know like a lot of stuff so I feel like with you guys like I've been able to like discuss some things with you which is actually like really enjoyable for me.
0: Well, I've been trying to get into it. It's I I'm the worst At picking teams it takes me so long because I can't just even here I don't cheer for the Maple Leafs I don't cheer for a lot of Toronto teams because it takes me time to actually find a team I enjoy watching and so I know which team you cheer for but can you say which team you cheer for just to get it on record officially
1: (laughs) Oh, this is probably gonna come back and (laughs) kick me in the butt but Ferrari.
0: Ferrari. I'm
1: a delusional Ferrari fan.
0: <laughs> and so how did you come to end up cheering for Ferrari in the first place?
1: Well, not only for their drivers, but because I have a found love for Ferrari cars. Such nice cars, I would say.
0: I have a big background in, in automotive and dealerships, so I, I can appreciate that. There's a very like kind of sporty precision to Ferrari and how they build their vehicles. Almost posh. At times, especially yes. since they don't allow a lot of modifications onto their vehicles, but uh, but no, that's a that's a good team to pick. I've I've always been on the fence so far for McLaren, but that's just because I come from Jaguar, so I have a big rooted history in uh, British manufacturing. So naturally, I kind of want to cheer for McLaren. Uh, <laughs>
1: not a bad team, honestly, They're doing Not too bad.
0: I that's always how I always pick teams that are kind of in the middle and uh, whose fan bases are known, but not like incredibly liked or disliked, and it's fun to watch. I like the scrappier teams, so 100%.
1: (laughs) I feel you on that one. (laughs)
0: Uh, And so my favorite question to ask people who are really big into sports is which sports they don't like, just to create that sort of contention for anybody who watches or listens to this. (laughs) I definitely have mine that I hate, and I do not like watching, but...
1: Okay. So, you know, like I honestly, if there's a sports team, like a sports game on, I'm, I'll am i just sit there and I'll be like, okay, yeah, it's on. I'll watch it. But if there's one at the bottom of the list, probably football,
0: like American football
1: American football, not only because I don't really understand it, but I just, I don't know. I've never been able to get into it. Oh, I mean, I know
0: I do understand that. I, I like, and especially having an interest in baseball. I understand people who say they don't like baseball. Um, American football, it is the, the kind of thing where it's it's a three-hour game and there's only action for 15 minutes, so I do understand when people don't like
1: it. See, I will say I won't sit there the entire season and watch every game on Sunday, but I will watch the Super Bowl.
0: That's fair. That's I just,
1: will watch the Super Bowl.
0: It's just a huge phenomenon now, the Super Bowls, where almost everybody kind of ends up watching it. And uh, especially just it, the more you kind of you put into a Super Bowl party and to actually watch it, the more you get out yeah, of it.
1: those are enjoyable
0: and the food it's hard not to mention the food for super bowls
1: (laughs) only go for the food
0: but but i do hear you i'm the same way with hockey Mm. uh i'm very vocal about how much i do not like watching hockey um but that stems from my childhood when i cheered for the leafs and they got knocked out by the flyers and i vowed to not like hockey ever again but it's it's all climax all the time and i don't find that enjoyable at all
1: it's just hit or miss with some sports honestly i would say (laughs) It definitely is.
0: But I always understand the arguments. And I know there's a lot of people who just are not sports people yeah. in general and don't understand it. And even football, the only reason I got into American football is because of fantasy football and because I'm incredibly competitive and like winning. And uh, it's the only reason I got into it in the first place. But uh, <laughs> uh, and so uh, you've now been in the broadcast journalism programs to kind of detour it back over to journalism for for a couple years now. How. How what are your kind of next steps once you're done the program and once you're done with the Interabang, once you're done with fansha
1: so when i'm done with all of that i'm hoping to get into a local industry like whether it's reporting or radio or anything in that field but in the long run i would say i would love to get into some sort of sports industry to get my foot in the door and like I would say after I graduate, I want to help like volunteer probably at some sporting facilities and like help like with social media teams or like on like on air stuff they like offer that kind of stuff and I would like just basically to get my foot in the door to get that extra experience I would say
0: nice hundred percent and yeah very much a-, a shared idea amongst a lot of people in the program like I said a lot of people are big into sports that's the area I want to get into down the road but. More baseball, but uh, but no, yeah. Starting local is kind of a necessity in the industry that we're going to, where you kind of have to start on a kind of mm-hmm. small to mid range market and make your way up from there. Um, I ca- I may know the answer a little bit in my head, but is there a particular niche or area of sports that you're hoping to get into?
1: I think to start, I would like to cover like soccer, like either like the World Cup or Women's World Cup or. All of that stuff even if it's mls but i would say if i were to keep it like canadian based i would h- my honestly like my end goal would be to get into tsn or sportsnet nice
0: which is spectacular 100 um i share the exact same views and ideas so <laughs> already trying to start building up the contact lists with okay. people at those exact same organizations just because it's it looks like a lot of fun uh, and so, across the journalism space so far, now that you're a few years into it, uh, what would you say across the board, maybe not just for the Interabang, but for, for 10690X, for actual classes, what's been your favorite part of it so far?
1: I think working with you guys.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: Not only is it sweet, but it's the truth. Like, you guys are just such a great group. And honestly, like, the group I was with last year, I loved them all. They were such a great group, too. But I just feel like such a great, like, connection with all of you guys. And it's like, this is, like, what I look for, like, going into the industry. And I feel like it's gonna be so hard to say bye when we're all done. I didn't want to mention it, but I had to. (laughs) Oh,
0: it's gonna be rough. And anytime that I've talked to people about this program, because I've taken now a few with Fanshawe, I always mention just how much closer knit of a group this particular class is versus other programs. And it's, yeah, it's going to already even, because uh, for next semester, people start going on their internships. We're going to be less of a, a larger group consistently the whole time. Real fast. It's going to be real sad. It's going to be tough. That last day of class, I think even in December, which is very quickly approaching. A
1: month tomorrow.
0: Uh, I don't like thinking about that. Oh, man. Um, but then, yeah, April in particular is going to be Pretty, pretty tough. It'll
1: be a tough month for us. But
0: we'll see. There's still options. We'll all still be friends, right? (laughs) I
1: hope so. Fingers crossed.
0: (laughs) Uh, And so as we kind of get towards the end of this so far, this little podcast episode, everything that I, every single, almost like a little tradition for myself, I like to ask the people who I bring on a bunch of little lightning questions, some really quick rapid fire questions just to help the people who are watching or listening to learn a little bit more about you. the key thing for it is you have to answer as quick as possible and just try not to think about it. Just quick answers. Okay. And I promise yes. I won't ask about your social insurance number or your mother's maiden name. Or <laughs> <I do not. laughs> but some of them will be tough okay. in advance. So question one, favorite food? Poutine. Poutine? Oh, wow. I'm actually impressed with how quick that was. Uh, but no, great. do you have a favorite spot for poutines in London at all? Uh,
1: I wouldn't say London, but... Where, I'm, like, where I live, in Tilsonburg, there's a small town called Norwich, there was this food truck called Godzilla's, and they would- it's overpriced? It's no longer there, unfortunately. Oh. I know, but they made a pretty good poutine, I have to say.
0: I can't believe you mentioned a poutine place that's closed down. That's just mean.
1: How do you think I feel? I'm heartbroken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and do you have a favorite movie?
1: Favorite movie? Oh, Notebook. Uh, the Notebook? Yes.
0: Moving on, <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite music artist? Drake. 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 Nice, Any? Per, do you have a favorite song of Drake's at all?
1: There's quite a few, I don't know if I can say them though.
0: Oh no, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, do you prefer summer or winter? Summer. Summer, I hear ya. Winter sucks. As a Canadian, winter sucks. Winter does suck. Uh, you ca- don't have to shovel rain you don't shovel heat you have to shovel snow uh, and I know this next one but are you more uh, city or country country yeah that was obvious <laughs> I can't believe we almost got this whole episode without mentioning Tilsenberg one whole time <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: uh, it's been a good run
0: and so coffee or tea
1: coffee iced iced coffee? I'm not a hot coffee kind of girl. I know I'm
0: Uh, I'm the opposite. I almost only drink hot coffee even if it's 40 degrees outside. I will only drink hot coffee.
1: I go to my boyfriend's house on the weekends and in the morning his mom will ask me if I want a coffee and I'm like I don't drink hot coffee. I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: It's just so nice. But I do like tea. I will mention I do like tea. Depends on the tea though I find. Uh, Do you have a favorite hobby?
1: My favorite hobby? Shopping. Shopping. I'm very guilty about this.
0: Any particular uh, spots or things that you were shopping for in particular? Clothes,
1: Clothes. that I don't need, makeup I don't need, <laughs> but I go and get it anyways.
0: I hear you. I spend way too much money on sneakers and colognes. I sp- yeah, more than I should. So I-
1: We're all guilty of it. It's okay.
0: Plus, uh, there's just something nice about going shopping. I'm one of those few people who I enjoy shopping as well.
1: Yeah. It's very therapeutic. <laughs>
0: uh, and the last little question is there a celebrity either dead or alive that you'd like to have dinner with?
1: Oh wow I'm stumped. there's quite a few. If I had to narrow it down, I don't think I can can I say <laughs> I the entire cast of friends?
0: I'll allow that I'll allow that. Yes. oh, that one hits too close right now. <laughs> My pick's always Gene Wilder, because uh, Gene Wilder's just spectacular and awesome, and who wouldn't want to have dinner with Willy Wonka?
1: Very true. Very true.
0: And so that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thanks
1: Enjoying for having me. Appreciate. I had so much fun. Uh,
0: and so thank you for also listening or watching this episode of the Interbangs Red Couch podcast. Uh, you can find any other episodes wherever you find your podcasts, either on our YouTube channel, on uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, By this point, like I mentioned, our uh, finance issue will have been on shelves for about a week now. And get ready as our arts and music issue is set to release next week. Uh, And you can find any of our articles or find more about us on our website at theinterrobang.ca or on our social media page at theinterrabang underscore FSU. Once again, I'm your host, Justin Kohler. And thank you so much for watching. Take care.